Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. These are God's words. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of Yahweh and the knowledge of God. So far, the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. So we see that wisdom comes by words. Indeed, wisdom has been ordained by Yahweh, by God, verse 5, to come by the words, verse 1, from a father to a son. God himself is a father to those whom he has gathered to himself in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so his word comes to us as a father, uh, as a father's word to a son. And so it's not surprising that in addition to those whom he gives as servants in his church, who are mouthpieces by which our heavenly father addresses his children in the Lord Jesus, he has also ordained that within the family, a father would teach his children wisdom from God. This means that boys who want to be fathers one day need to learn the Bible so that they can address their children with the instruction that God requires them to. Remember, the scripture says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so if it is not the Lord's discipline that we give our children, or if we give them no discipline at all, or if it is not the Lord's instruction that we give to our children, or if we fail to instruct them at all, then we may be sure that as the Bible teaches us, we are provoking them to wrath. But when we are sons, when we are children, it is important then that we honor our father, that we obey our parents in the Lord, and that as part of honoring our father, we receive his words, especially as he is teaching us from the Bible, that we receive his words as a gift from the Lord, who has given us both his fa- our father and the words of scripture from which our father teaches us, and our father's teaching of those words. And so we are to receive God's words. And that is one of the things, one of the first things that he gives us practice at in this life. We come into this world as babies and then little toddlers and so forth, receiving words, learning to be recipients of words. Now, we're not just to receive words, meaning we don't reject them or that we sit quietly through family worship or through church, but we are to receive them into us. And so the second part of verse one says, and treasure my commands within you. And so we receive the words as words that we think about and words that are valuable to us. They are the things that we spend our time on, our our mental 
um, clock units, as it were, CPU units on the words of God, meditating upon them. And so the process includes what we do during the time of the hearing and what we do after the time of the hearing. You see those two things in verse 2. During the time of the hearing, you incline your ear to wisdom, meaning not just that you point your eyeballs at the speaker, which some of us have learned to do. Praise God. But God has so designed our heads that when we point our eyes at the speaker, our stereoscopic audio reception system is perfectly aligned for receiving the words uh, from the speaker. Uh, And yet this you incline your ear to wisdom is talking about more than the positioning of our heads. It's talking about us as a self, you as yourself, aiming yourself, giving yourself to the hearing of the wisdom that is being taught. That is what we're supposed to be doing during the time of the teaching. But we don't stop there. We do something after the time of the teaching. And apply your heart to understanding. So that faculty of the soul in which we treasure things, in which we consider things, with which we desire things, with which we make our plans, that which moves our will, we are to meditate upon God's word and, and as it were, continuously uh, install upgrades to our operating system so that um, your heart uh, and your, uh, as you listen to and then consider and dwell upon God's word is like heart version 789.23 or whatever. I hope that's not nearly enough, but... You get the idea. Uh, so you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. This is teaching us the same thing, isn't it, as uh, Jesus teaches in the parable of the soils. You have the good seed that is sown, which is the word of God. But the first thing that you need is receptive soil, not the hard soil, where the seed gets stuck on the surface and gets pulled away immediately. But not just receptive soil, but soil that... Uh, gives its nutrients to and spends its resources on the seed instead of the weeds and the thorns uh, and where the roots go down deeply. And so there's both the inclining your ear and the applying your heart. It's the same uh, teaching in both places. And so there is intensity of desire and persistence or perseverance, endurance of effort. Intensity of desire and endurance of effort that God expects us to put forth. So verse 3, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, intensity of desire. This is even more, isn't it, then, than the incline your ear to wisdom. Incline your ear to wisdom means somebody speaking wisdom, you realize it, or you, you are told uh, about it, or you are there for it, and you give your attention. Crying out for discernment, lifting up your voice for understanding, um, means you are uh, now taking the initiative. And so this may be something that is expressed by 
asking your dad or asking your uh, your uh, pastor, your preacher. Uh, but it is also expressed by praying, praying when you're going to read your Bible, praying along as we start family worship, praying while you listen to family worship, asking God to give you not just the words as they enter your ear, but that he would give your heart discernment and understanding. And so there's an intensity of desire here that is even more proactive than the attentiveness in the first part of verse 2. But not just intensity of desire in verse 3, but endurance of effort. You seek her as silver. You search for her as for hidden treasures. And so this seeking and this searching, it's effort. And it's effort that isn't immediately repaid because it's as for hidden treasures. But guess what? God has told you in advance that the treasure is there. So you're not like the guy who has a map and you're not sure if there's treasure at the end. You're the guy who has the map and knows the great treasure is there and the great value of the treasure. And so you are not going to uh, be easily dissuaded or stopped from continuing to try to get wisdom from God's word because you are going to put forth uh, effort and you are going to endure in that effort, endurance of effort. Seek for her as silver. Search for her as for hidden treasures. And then we learn, of course, why we can be so confident that these things will pay off. Certainly not, because we have the ability within us. Otherwise, we wouldn't have to cry out for, or lift up our voice for discernment and understanding. But because the one who has designed for us to get this wisdom in this way is the Lord himself, then you will understand the fear of Yahweh and find the knowledge of God. And next time in verses 6 through 9, we'll hear, because Yahweh gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And that doesn't, of course, at all conflict with what we have been learning in these five five verses. Rather, we know that since the knowledge is God's knowledge and the fear of Yahweh is the foundation and beginning of this wisdom, then we can trust that the one who makes the wisdom valuable, the one who is the one who gives the wisdom, Uh, that he has given us the way of getting it, uh, and that his blessing is even on this intensity of desire, this endurance of effort, this inclining uh, of our ear, uh, paying attention uh, in the time of the giving of wisdom, and this applying of our hearts, meditating upon it after the time of the delivery or speaking of the wisdom. If God is the one who is designed for us to get it that way, then we can be confident. We can have good hope that we will indeed get the wisdom that he has planned for us to get in that manner. Amen. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our heavenly father, we thank you for your word and we thank you that it is your word by which you are the one who gives us your wisdom. We bless you, our God, who are pleased to be glorified by showing such generosity to us, your children. Help us, O Lord, to heed this instruction. Give us, then, the spirits of sonship and his ministry to us, that we would know you as Father, 
that we would know Christ as your word to us and as our great prophet, and grant that by your Spirit's help we would incline our ears and apply our hearts, we would cry out, and we would seek and search. So grant that your Spirit would give these things to us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.